0: Hi there, and welcome back to Gravity, the digital marketing entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by creators, consultants and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the show, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe in your podcast player and that way you don't miss new weekly episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you're done with this one. This week, we meet Brandon Berkmeyer. Brandon's pretty new to building his own agency and his personal brand, but he is charging really hard and is a great role model for just getting it done. So welcome along and let's meet Brandon. So this week, I'm delighted to welcome Brandon Berkmeyer from Brand on Brands uh, to the podcast. Brandon, welcome to the show. Do you maybe just want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where
1: you are, and the kind of work you do? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. First off, I appreciate just meeting new people, and I hope your audience uh, tries to get to know me a little bit better themselves after this. I love it when people reach out and connect, and that, that human touch is always important to me. Uh, myself, I like to call myself a personal marketing coach. I've been working with businesses big and small since I got out of college. Essentially, I I got right into advertising. And so I help businesses figure out how to build their brand, how to do their marketing the right way and how to build better relationships with customers. And I also host a podcast called Brands on Brands on Brands, where I share educational information on how to do that kind of stuff as well. Available in all good podcast stores. <laughs> you define yourself there as a personal
0: marketing coach. And in my head, that, that sort of automatically
1: indicates you're working with business owners. Is that typically the case? It is. It is. My background was working with big companies, you know, Fortune 100 companies that needed you know, big, massive marketing programs, and as of February of 2018, I went off on my own and started looking for entrepreneurs and smaller business owners to work with to figure out how to translate some of those strategies to help businesses that are you know, getting off the ground or that are a few years in that need the help kind of in a different way, that need to figure out how to go from just being a business to becoming a brand that resonate with customers and what kind of businesses are you typically working with That's a great question. It, it because I'm I again I said February so uh, last year so it's just getting started. But mm. right now the people that tend to resonate with me uh happen to, to usually be either in the like they have a one or two person shop or three person shop like a lot of service businesses, you know, accountants, lawyers uh or even like professional services and home services, people that have to represent their own business and become the face of their company, that have to connect with customers one on one, uh, real estate agents, that kind of thing. And my history, I started to work more with restaurants and things like that because I the last three years I was working on Jack in the Box as their media director uh for the ad agency that was working with them. So I had a lot of history there. Um but I really loved working with the the owner themselves that have the time to you know put that effort into the company. And
0: when you're working with those customers, one of the things with small businesses, I think, is that to do businesses to do marketing to a small business, it's really hard. You can't hire an agency and have your digital marketing or your marketing done. Uh, you really can only do that in partnership with the business owner. And a lot of the time, it's as much about them and their stories as it is, that sort of traditional advertising type stuff. How do you manage to get the business owner engaged in their own marketing? Because I've often found that really difficult.
1: Oh man, yeah, it has been. <laughs> the It's not easy working uh, with businesses that are smaller because you tend to run into the same issues, uh, which are that there is no time and there's not a lot of money to spare. The time one actually ends up being the biggest uh, barrier because if you're running your own business, you can attest to, you have a million things that you're trying to do all all by yourself because you can't afford to hire a massive staff typically. So you're the bookkeeper, you're the operations, you're the salesman, you're the manager, CEO, CMO, and marketing person. And marketing tends to be the thing that falls to the bottom of the list, even though it's the one thing that you can invest in that actually returns on your investment, sometimes three to one, four to one, five to one. But it's the last thing on the list because if you don't do it, you don't re, you don't see that your business is going out of business. Whereas if you don't open the doors and sell customers and execute on the things that are actually happening in your business, you can see your doors closing. Uh, but marketing is that one thing that builds your business that no one has time for. No one has time to sit down and, and execute, but it's the one thing that will get people the more. Clients that they're looking for. So, yeah, I, I run into that a lot, actually. I run into that struggle. And then when I start to actually find someone that sees the value of marketing, then getting them to find the time to just sit down with me has even been an issue where they, they admit, yes, this is something I'm looking for. I know it's time. I've been thinking about it for a year or two, and I think now is the time and I'm ready for it. Even then, finding actual time on their calendar to to learn something, and then to execute it has been tough. So what I like to do is I'll sit with them and say, okay, let's go through what your priorities are. Let's pick a couple projects right off the bat that we know are priorities for your business. Like let's isolate one or two things because marketing can be very daunting. It can be a very intimidating process. But if we pick one or two projects, typically I can get them to realize that that's something that they can check off their list. And then we can figure out who, now that they know what they need to do, who they can get help them with this is this something they can do themselves is there a manager in their team that is interested in helping do a lot of the legwork do they need to outsource to a freelancer and bring someone in and hire for a specific task just to get this first project checked off the box for the next month or two that's how I typically get people to work uh, because they do tend to have this problem of no time no money I definitely hear you on that one I think what I really liked about what you said there is as agencies It's
0: very common and I appreciate you're not a traditional agency model. You're is more of the facilitator, really. But we often go in, we can see all the opportunities and we we try and go for everything at the same time. And it's like trying to push sort of 10, 15 balls uphill at once. It's just never going to work. And by isolating just those few things that can have the biggest impact today allows you to be effective much more often, I
1: think. Well, I, I totally agree. What's funny about that, you mentioned a facilitator. And what I find is I like I end up being that person in between when they could use an actual agency and before they get started. Like that in-between space tends to be where I, I, I can help them because they like the one-on-one uh, consultation. They like that person who w- wants to get into their business a little bit that feels Like they have a partner along the way that's willing to be patient with them if they're not ready to take the steps uh, to get them moving. And then, you know, I'd like to say I I get you ready. I get you prepared to where you can take on a digital agency and give them what they need. Because a lot of times, let's be honest, a digital agency for a business owner is intimidating. One, you don't know how to even find them or choose the right one because there's a million of them. Uh, or, B, you don't know how to give them the information they need. And a lot of them are good at extracting that, but going into it as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you don't know what to do first and if you're going to be giving the right inputs. And let's be honest, there's there are a lot of the times if you give a bad input to an agency or to someone who's trying to execute a project for you, you're going to get a terrible output. And it's probably your fault because you weren't educated enough to, to know even what to tell them. And that's what I like to help people with, To say, okay, let's, let's figure out, even if you're gonna hire someone, let's figure out how you know enough that you can give them the proper direction so that you don't just build a website, you build a website that helps you execute on your goals of your business. So you don't just start running Instagram content, you build a strategy that helps you grow your platform, that communicate with the right people, figure out if you need reach first or content, and actually deliver against your right the right audience and the right people so I, I like being that in between between the, like you said facilitator between the I'm just getting ready with going to get going with marketing and actually working with an agency confidently
0: I, I really like the way you describe that because one of the challenges I've found over the years and and you address this really head-on for your clients is if you ask an SEO guy what's the thing I should do for my business or if you ask a PR company or a web designer or an email marketing person or a pay per click person. Okay, what should I do for my business today? They're all going to give you the same answer, my thing. And also, as small businesses, when you do go into an agency, you're probably not going to be a high priority. So you may well end up just with somebody that says, yes, sir, whatever you ask me for, that's what I'll do. It's not necessarily the right thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's exactly right. And it's not their fault is what I'm you know, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think it's just it's a daunting task. And that's why I, I like lean into this education piece. A lot of the content I put out talks about, you know, what to do with your first three thousand dollars a month or what to do before you build your website, who to talk to and what the things to think about, or before you run Instagram ads. I mean, here's a funny story. One of the guys I was working with, you know, I'm like, What are you spending money on? And he's like, I went down the list and one of the things was, you know, he was spending $1,200 a month, $1,200 per month to get a, a person to build Instagram content for him. The person wasn't posting the content. They weren't coming up with a hashtag strategy. They weren't growing the list. But that's a lot of money to pay someone. And they weren't even taking the photos. This wasn't even a photographer. They were literally... T- picking the photos to place into a, a, a social media management system to schedule the things and You know, maybe add a few uh, like a word or a logo or a tag uh, Which obviously a lot of digital agencies do a lot more than that, but just that he you know, just that there was this this uh, Knowledge, of, I, you know, I have to get on Instagram. I have to do that and here's someone that'll do it for me And then when you look at it, I'm like wow That's a lot of money to spend when you have you know, two three hundred followers that money is yeah. way better spent, you know, A, in a lot of other places, but B, if you're going to, if it has to go to Instagram, I'd rather you spend it on, uh, pushing ads that bring people in and reach somebody instead of, you know, getting beautiful content that reaches 200 people, I'd rather it be, you know, one piece of beautiful content that reaches thousands and thousands and thousands of people with that same budget. So it's things like that. And yeah, to your point about being that, that person in between that sees, you know, everyone gives their own advice. Like I, I see an SEO agency is going to talk about search, an uh, Instagram person is going to give you their Instagram strategy. I've sat in the middle of the, my whole life. I've always avoided being a specialist. I've had those choices. You know, I, I was at ad, ad agencies, you know, starting about 2001. So gosh, I get that it's 18 years now and it was, you know, the, it was in a discipline called media planning and now it's called brand strategy and other things. Um, but I had the choice to specialize or not because digital was just starting to grow and I had to decide, do I want to become a digital strategist or do I want to stay broader? And I always chose broader and more general, which could have helped, could have, you know, could have been good, could have been bad. But I chose general because I love the idea of figuring out, you know, what works without bias and being able to go in and tell people, I, you know, every client I've worked with when I was working on Walmart or Coca-Cola or Apple or Wells Fargo, every time I'm the person going in there saying, you know what? Here's all the channels out there. Here's how you should look at your mix for the things that work best for your customers, where they are right now, and how to spend your money. And getting to do that for a small business and entrepreneur is is just as exciting because now I don't even have to, I don't have this, you know, millions and millions, millions of dollars to work with. I have actually tighter, you know, budget restrictions. So I've actually really got to know what works because it might just be one thing that I need to start with. And I love being able to give them that advice because it's very scary and daunting if you don't know the direction you should be heading.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really nice perspective. Uh, one place I'd like to go with you is geography. Now, you're based in Los Angeles, if I got that right? Yes, sir. That, from my perspective, looks like a very competitive marketplace for people doing what you do. On the one hand, you're gonna get two reactions from people like me when you say we were working in Los Angeles. One of them is, it must be so easy to get work because there's work everywhere. But on the other hand, there are a lot of people going after the work. So I'd be curious to know from you what what you do to stand out in an environment as dynamic as that.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question. The funny thing that I think about is, I, I never actually went into it saying, how do I chase clients? When I was figuring out what I want to do, when I decided to leave the corporate world and get into you know building my own thing, I didn't know what I wanted that to be. I thought about, okay, maybe I should get into building a digital agency. Uh, you know because that's the like the lowest barrier to entry but it is super competitive. And I realized I didn't want to be a digital agency. I don't want to be running people's Facebook ads and managing their digital budgets and, and that whole thing. It's just not natural to me. So I spent months and months like trying to build a perfect website and trying to you know position myself. And when I talk to people, I pretend to be a digital agency, but I was just one person. And I think a lot of digital agencies are that. They're, they're just one person or they're like two people uh, or they're someone that ran Facebook ads for their cousin. And uh, you know now they're a digital agency. So A, I think we need to qualify the, you know, the agencies better because there are a lot of very respectable digital agencies with 20, 30, 40, 50 people that are doing really quality work and they've niched down and they picked the geography and that works for them. For me, I started down that road and I said, man, this isn't actually what I wanna do. I just wanna be me working with other people. So I scrapped the website and the brand name and all the stuff that I'd started to build and just said, you know, it's me. I'm Brandon, and I help businesses, you know, with whatever they need. And I didn't know what that was going to be. So at the time, uh, I you know, I just said, okay, I'll call it Brandon Brands because it's kind of a funny play on my name. And I just started putting out content and perspective, and building community, and said, okay, let's see what people need. And as I started, I, I worked with a couple of people one on one that I you know that I knew that were close to me, and. I started to develop this these, these themes along the way, you know, like the things that people consistently need help with. Uh, and it tends to be the things that have to do with the platforms they're using to talk about their business. So let me give you an example. If you are a business that's heavily reliant on word of mouth, like a real estate agent, for example, you might have a website, but it's not great. You might have be running a couple of local ads in something that's ge- geographically relevant. And you might have an email list, but when you dig into the business and you start to figure out like what's the thing that this person really needs right now, it, you know, it depends person to person, but as I talked to one of my friends, I was what I found is their email list was their biggest opportunity. It's it's the platform that they had developed the most that was the was still being underutilized and not being taken to its full potential. It was you know, he was sending out kind of spammy type emails, things that were, the messaging was the same, whether, you know, regardless of where you were in the purchase process. And what I started to realize is that people and brands, they, they need to, A, figure out the platform that they, that's most important to them, and then B, figure out how to use it correctly. So for him, the platform was email to start with. And so we went four hours, I do like a VIP day where I can, I'll dive in on a particular topic for four hours. And we went top to bottom on everything from growing his email list to segmenting it into the proper, you know, groups of people that need different types of messages at different times and everything from the content and how you write it to make it more human, more personal to, you know, how often you send it and what you you do for it. And I'll tell you the value that I, that I know, you know, he expressed to me that he got out of it was, was extraordinary because it's funny when you put on your hat of being a business owner and you start having this do marketing, you stop talking like a human being, you know, you start sending emails that look like newsletters instead of like, you know, the message from Joe, your friend down the street. And just that simple tweak takes you out of the spam folder and gets you into a regular conversation with people that are actually customers. And that tends to be, where I lean. So I know the question was about this idea of digital uh, agency and how do you you know you hunt and, and 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 that kind of thing. I tend to farm more than I hunt. Uh, so I'm putting out everything I can I have education wise uh, via podcast, via article and blog, via social media, and I'm building communities of entrepreneurs online. And within that, I ask them, I'm like, what is the thing that you need help with? And I actually build my products based on the things that I that are coming up in these conversations, which is so fulfilling to me because I know that I'm not pitching something. I'm not a salesperson. I'm terrible at it. But when I ask people what they need and I can build something, that feels really fulfilling to me. One question I have, it just sort of digs into my
0: previous question. And Please. It's, it's a question I commonly ask guests. So it's not me picking on you directly. <laughs> uh, but... I'm always curious to know in terms of the opportunity that comes to them what the ratio is of sort of word of mouth or referral relative to inbound inquiries, so things that come as, a f- as the fruits of our content marketing, as opposed to traditional outbound sales, sort mm. of cold calling, right? Your own sort of more traditional sales. How does that look for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, right now, see, I it's funny as I wanted to to build something like a philosophy that I could give to other people. And I like to think of platforms in like four ways, right? I think of them as one to zero, one to one, one to few and one to many. So what I mean by that is a one-to-one conversation like we're having right now is one-to-one, obviously. So most of my, and I think a lot of people when they're building business should start one-to-one. You should start with the people in your circle because they already know, like, and trust you, which you'll hear a lot, those words, but it's true. And that's how I started. I work with the people that I know and I said, okay, who runs a business? Who does these things? And guess what? I have a very small entrepreneur community because it's not like what I grew up doing. I have a huge ad agency community, but I have a very small entrepreneur community. So that's okay. You know, even with a small network of entrepreneurs, I started with a few people and said, "Okay, what can I do one to one?" And I built up, you know, I did work and I have testimonials and I can do case studies and I wanted to see like how I like to work. So I think everyone should start one to one. So that, especially when you're doing an agency or you're doing something small, because those are the relationship parts of it that you get the, the, all the things you need to understand how your business works and you get referrals out of that and you get some word of mouth and those people can become your diehard fans. So I start there with the one-to-one. I think a lot of people start with the one to zero or the one to many. The one to zero being things like the things you build that no one sees. The things you build, like I started to build a website and no one sees it. No one visits your website. How are they going to know it exists unless you have amazing SEO and you've done you know a year's worth of content uh, and you've run ads towards it. But I think a lot of people waste time on running ads and building these one to zero platforms when no one's coming to look for them. And if no one's looking for you, you know what's the point? So I yeah. like to start one to one because you are you are the brand, you are the company and that is where those relationships start. And then I go one to few, which for me, uh, one to few are the things that are like how do you start to engage in community that is a little bit smaller but still not one to, you know, like one to many. So things like a Facebook group or a live event and you're networking or you're 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 representing at a booth or whatever it is or you have a forum that you've joined and you've added value in, or you build a mastermind, um, or some organic like networking groups like people have in their local jurisdictions, like a BNI is great for networking. I think you have to start with one-to-one and then one-to-few. And when you do that, I think you start to figure out how you work and you start to build clients. And then I think you start, then what I like is say, okay, then jump to the one to zero. So when people actually are looking for you now, because you've been, they've met you in, in real life and they've shook your hand, then they start to do their back end work and they start to do a little research. Not the ones that just met you that are your friends, but the ones that your friends referred that don't know you yet, but they trust their friend. They, they're curious, they're gonna Google you, they're gonna look at what you got on there. So for me, you know, I put up a terrible website and, you know, I made sure that my I'm findable on social platforms. Uh, but I more importantly, I started to put out my perspective. I you know, started writing, I started recording, so that when people look me up, they find me. They find my perspective, how I think, how I work, and it speaks for itself, and it gives them context as to who I am and how I, how I like to be. And that's enough. And then, as that starts to go, then you can make them fancier and work better and and all that. But I, I think you have to go down the road, and then you know, then when you know your offer and you have something that you really think you can deliver on at scale, then you go one to many and you start doing the the the, the Facebook ads and the the uh, everything else you know that comes with that.
0: That's possibly the best answer I've ever had. I really like that. I think you're you're absolutely right. Everybody starts with the one to zero, then they jump straight to the one to many. And they don't follow the, follow the path as you've outlined it there, but the path makes so much sense. Uh,
1: it's I mean honestly, not to I yeah I appreciate the, the compliment. The it's something I've been like losing sleep over trying to figure out how to express it uh, because I am trying to teach that, and that's basically what not not to sell, but that's basically what I'm when I build commute when I'm building community. I have like my entrepreneurs. The first thing that I've built is this six-week course that takes them through how to build platforms in this way I really like that I think where I'd like to
0: ask you now again is as you do build your platform and you do build your audience and you do start to uncover opportunity you have to have a qualification process I'm curious to understand what that qualification process looks like from you a from your sort of agency experience you must have had a quite stringent qualification process but how you then apply that to the small business do you have a perspective on that
1: yeah I mean it's an interesting question and I am I try my best to shake off the things that I learned when I was at big agencies uh, because they don't work for someone like me who's hustling so I, I I threw all that out and I said okay what do I want to do first so again as i what i've found works the best is i'm in the these communities and i'm actually getting to know the people through engagement one-on-one so i'm not getting a lot of strangers uh and you know when they when they first show up they to the group or to the community they're typically like someone's friend that referred them and said oh my god i'm in this group and there's massive value being had in this this community and through that you know i tell them hey if you have an entrepreneur that you also think might benefit from this invite them Uh, And they bring them in and I say, how did you hear about it? And they tell me who that's still, you know, not, not, that's a first round of qualification, if you will. But then I, you know, once they join the group, I see are, you know, are they engaging? Are they contributing to the conversation? And then when I put out an offering, it is limited in scale, you know, it can only fit so many people. So, uh, and I'm not doing like, honestly, I try to do I take the practice that anything I don't, that's more like high touch you got to pay a lot of money to get that so i i don't want to be some someone doing the done for you advertising i take over all your work i'll do it but you're going to be paying me more than you should i'd rather be doing the things that i can repeat and scale so i build a, a a class or a course or a program or a mastermind it's something like i'll give my time to a bunch of people at once and the qualification is engagement so when they are actively contributing and they've taken me up on some of my offers. Like the other day I had a a big miss challenge which I threw out to the group. Uh, I said, you know what? Anyone that's willing to, to jump on the phone with me and have the courage to talk about their business and be recorded, I will for 30 minutes, let's break down your business as fast as possible and your branding. And in that 30 minutes, I will do my best to identify a big miss that's right in front of you with your marketing and branding that you sh- you know you should be doing something about right now. And one person in the group took me up on it uh last week. Or right, maybe it was 2 weeks ago. And we you know at the end of it we found the the I uh, think that was right in front of her had to do with, you know, her product mix which had nothing to do with marketing, but she thought it was a marketing problem. She, you know, thought, you know, gosh, I need to build, you know, I have this, you know, 10,000 person email list and I have uh you know this Facebook group and I have my my lead magnet which is getting is doing this performance and you know she had all these things happening that were really positive and you know and her only product was a a, a i think it was like a twenty dollar planner. Uh and I was like, well that's your problem. You're you're selling something that you need a million people to buy. Uh, and you're not at you're not at that scale, but you have a lot of people. You've built this amazing community. It was about like outdoor lifestyle and, and that kind of thing, and uh, you have this amazing community that you've brought together. And you know, are, if you can talk to a few of them and figure out what they need, I'm sure there's something there that you can build. You can build higher value products that maybe they'd be interested in buying. So, you know, things like that, you know, I'll I'll say, let's do something like a 30 minute challenge and see who contributes and participates. And I know those people, especially if I can give them massive value like that in a short amount of time on top of all the content I'm delivering and the speakers I'm bringing in and and things like that. Once they see that and I see that they are interested in participating, I know that they're a qualified client. So I guess that's a long winded way of saying I I don't have a, a, a rigid structure, but I do, like have a human touch thing. Cause I can't take on more than like 30 people that I'm working with at one time. Anyway, you know, it's almost natural selection. Really? It is. It, and you know, what's funny is you could tell right away who's engaging. It, it happened like people will join and then just kind of sit in the background. They're not ready. They don't, they don't need help, but they want to listen. They're kind of curious, but they don't have the time really to to engage or they haven't you know learned enough yet that they're, that they're willing to see the value in something like that. Yeah. What I really
0: liked in the example that you gave there is, I mean, you said the product was really nothing to do with marketing. And I, I, you probably didn't actually mean that. I think the product, when people, or when you learn marketing, you're taught the, the four P's, five P's, six P's, I can't remember which. Right. One of which is promotion, but the first one's product. And so many marketing people just won't go there. Um, so I really like that you did go there.
1: You know, yeah absolutely i mean i have a traditional marketing background right i mean i studied marketing in college and you know i've been executing ever since but yeah like pr- i've lived in the 1 p of promotion my whole life but yeah pricing and product you know are the uh, and then distributions the, the other one right uh which is called place but the yeah i, I think it's the, we've segmented the industry so much that the people that live in that more like product development space are specialists on their own and you know there are business consultants trained by massive companies that do that very well and that's what I tell people I'm like if you really like need, if you're running a big business you might need something like that but most of the time people know what they want to build they know it's it's like right in front of their faces um, but I started off by saying like let's talk about what you're doing in your business but, but mostly with your marketing and your branding because I want to figure out like what that problem is, but now, you know, some of the times it's like right in front of them. Another guy I was talking to, I, I was like, he had, it was shown so much interest for months and we've done multiple, like, you know, I'd sit down with him, talk about his business, see what I could give help with. This is especially when I'm starting off. I give a lot of free help. Uh, and then at some point he's like i'm interested in doing something with you i'm like let's do it and it took a couple more months to get something moving i'm sure a lot of people have been there right where you just you think you have a client and it takes three more months for them to actually follow through oh yeah <laughs> and, I mean, years right? sometimes. well and, and what i realized is what you know i was like dude i'd love to know what's been going on with your business like really what's happening like how, is, how are things going he's like you know what i just found out that uh i haven't been profitable <laughs> and so i spent the last two months like changing my cost structure to to become profitable and i was like well yeah I, you know i assume that that's usually happening already before you're thinking about marketing but though you know those kinds of assumptions will get us caught and, and if we don't ask enough questions we won't realize why people are dragging their feet uh, along the way so i do think you need to you know have those conversations um but i you know i'm not I don't have, uh, you know, that background that I know how to help them develop their products appropriately. That's not me. But what I can say is, it seems like you have what you need right now from a marketing perspective. And if you figure this other stuff out, like you'll be off to the races. And if I can help you when you're ready to go, come back. Like then we can figure out some of the more like branding and marketing oriented stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I really like that. I think one thing I have found over the years is often people are coming to marketing looking for a silver bullet to, to fix an unprofitability problem. Uh, and it's just unlikely to be the fix, getting your pricing right, getting your product right, probably the probably the place to start. Um, I'd like to almost come full circle and speak about your podcast a little bit, because the question that I was thinking about asking you next was you're in Los Angeles, but I am almost willing to bet that your client base isn't centered around los angeles and i'm curious to know a, is that the case and b what impact the podcast has had on that
1: well let's to be totally transparent i am brand new i'm probably one of the younger not people but younger businesses that you've had on the podcast uh again i jumped out of this you know not too long ago but i wasted a lot of time like in february i jumped into it but i started working with just one company it was like a cannabis startup that was like that needed product development and branding and packaging and a whole thing uh so i spent seven eight months on that uh while building some of the stuff in the background but i didn't go full launch until just october so it's been what eight months and in that time i focused a lot on building my brand and my platform so The client base itself has been, yeah, it started very organic with, you know, like I said, with people around me. Most of them tend to be local, Uh, and then I was, I realized real quick I needed to, a, be better at networking because I didn't, I had zero connections, Uh, and I, you know, so I, I've looked to see where that happens naturally for me. I'm not a normal, uh, I don't, I'm not the outgoing out there person where like going to like the local chamber works for me and just going to these mixers works for me. So I had to find places where I really fit in. So I found a couple of groups. I found some masterminds. I found some, uh, places where other entrepreneurs gather to get, make their businesses better. Uh, and whether it's online or in person, I went to a few conferences, uh, where I met people that, you know, that do the same thing I do where I felt comfortable. And I started to meet people that just, you know, that I started to invite into my community, say, I help with that kind of thing. Like, let's, let's do it together. So yeah, like lo- locations is kind of all over the place, uh, cause it's mostly online. Uh, so that's a bit of a tough one to answer. You know, I do have some people in Australia and people in Canada, uh, and that kind of thing. Um. But I'd say mostly it's the states. You know, I, I it could lean heavier towards California because of the people I brought in very initially that lived in my community that I knew from yeah. growing up. Um, but I'm, the podcast itself just went live. I was doing solo episodes since October for about 30 episodes. Uh, but that was going to like no one. No one like knew that that existed. That was for me to figure out my voice and my perspective. But I relaunched last week uh, with, you know, guns blazing. I, I basically... I spent thousands of dollars on coaching and on equipment and to get like the proper uh, kind of education so that I knew what I was gonna do this time around so I relaunched the podcast it's called brands on brands on brands and I decided this time I want to like I want to work with people so I brought in there's in my eyes there's two things that make sense if you want to learn about marketing and branding there are the people that teach it that know it to the teeth of it and those are the the people that that speak on it, that have done case studies, that have worked with clients, and I bring them on the podcast to say, okay, you're the Instagram expert, supposedly, like tell me the strategies, the tactics, like how did you get into this, what's your thing, what's your core principles that you can break down simply for an entrepreneur, like give me those tactics. And then I bring in entrepreneurs that's, that have done it, that have built a business that aren't just theory, you know, theory uh, theorists and our actual practitioners. And I said, what have you done to build this brand from scratch? How did you start? How did people find out about you? What are you doing now? And how has branding played a part in that? And what have you done? What did you miss? What did you win? Uh, And I bring them both, you know, and I do, you know, every other week or so, uh, one or the other, an expert or an entrepreneur, and I try to build in this, you know, this mix of expertise and aspiration. And if the, when those two things have started to hit together, I've, you know, I've found some traction and some 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 audience. I'm happy to say, you know, in the first two days, I started to hit the new and noteworthy section, which was which was awesome. Uh, I have a lot of well support time. from the community. Uh, I'm getting close to being a top 100 business podcast. I'll hope, you know, hopefully, I can maintain that and and build up the momentum. Uh, but it's because I put in the work, and you know, I I bring you know, the experience I think that's valuable and I have community that I started with. So this is becoming my one to many platform, but it, it started as just me figuring out my voice. And now it's, it's going to be a platform that is going to be my major, you know, the major contributor to how people find me, uh, eventually. And I'll build more platforms, but this is where I'm starting.
0: Well, I'll be very happy to put a link in the show notes to the podcast. If anybody wants to listen, love it. Uh, Brandon, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that?
1: I try to be everywhere, uh, but the the easiest place to get a hold of me right now is if you know if you're listening to the blog or, or to, um, to the podcast or you're l- reading the blog. The best way to respond to me is to go into my Instagram and like shoot me notes there to, through DM uh, and respond to my content. I interact with every comment and I respond in the DMs all the time. So Instagram mainly is where I'm focused. Otherwise, if you go to the website, you know, you can always email me at Brandon at Brandon Brands, but people have trouble remembering that. So I just say, find me, uh, find me online uh, on Instagram.
0: All right. I'll put a note, uh, a link to your Instagram in the show notes as well. Brandon, I have a feeling you may be inundated with people volunteering to be guests on your show. (laughs) A lot of people, a lot of my listeners are on a similar journey to yours. Um, You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, and I, I wish you you know the best in growing this. And you know, I hope your audience can figure it out. You know, like if you guys need help figuring out how to grow your business or how to build a brand that actually matters that that works and connects with humans in a more human way, uh, I'm here to help. Go and see the show notes now and click on his link. Brandon, thanks. Thank you.
0: I love Brandon's energy and enthusiasm. He started with a strong vision, some very solid goals, and he's working his ass off to make things happen. I can't wait to catch up with him in a few months and find out what's changed. Before I go, just a quick reminder as usual to subscribe. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link from the website at Bobgendle.com or just search Gravity Digital Marketing on Facebook and you'll find us easily. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, then I'd love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me, and it's the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Brandon for giving us his time this week, and to you for listening. See you next week.